0: Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's Sovereign Self This week, we are talking to someone I'm very excited to have on the show. Kristen Watts is with me. Kristen is a friend from way back. We've been on this spiritual journey together for several years now. She is passionate about transforming motherhood from an overscheduled, emotionally confusing daily grind into a spiritually rich experience of self love, ease, and personal evolution. Kristen's sole purpose is to be an alchemist for modern-day motherhood, helping mothers to be their strongest, happiest, most authentic versions of themselves while actually enjoying a deeply connected family relationship and living a life of freedom. Kristen's most potent mission so far has been the creation of Raising Happy and Wise Mother Circles a hub of personal growth programs for mothers, which are a culmination of extensive training, life experience, and guidance from her divine consciousness, which is what we are always here to talk about. So welcome, Kristen.
2: Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here as well. Um I like to understand the story of the guests that come on my show. So tell us a little bit about what life was like before you were really dialed into your authentic self.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, gosh, I keep trying to narrow this story um, as much as I can <laughs> because there's so many components to it. But I think, so today I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an overview of my story of, of like my emotional Self and what my evolution has been around that, because I genuinely believe that emotional intelligence is the utmost importance for us uh, humans and our in our evolution, way more so than society would like you to believe, which is <laughs> mental intelligence. Intelligence—that's what we're all working and striving to. Oh
1: well, and that's what our entire educational experience uh, is about. Right. And yeah. Like, but so, nobody tells you what to do with the, the disappointed, pissed off, unhappy, frustrated moments.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. But it's like, um, so as a, as a very young child, I, I always knew that I had unique gifts that were very close to the spiritual veil and that I, I, I knew I was born to be a healer. And I had no idea what that meant. And most of the time, I was really terrified because I really had no one to talk about um, these strange things that happened to me and um, my experiences in, in the spiritual world as a five-year-old and a six-year-old, and it just it brought a lot of terror. So I worked um, I worked really hard at a very young age to to ignore that, cover it up, and um, and I didn't have. My parents. I couldn't talk to my parents about that kind of stuff. We were raised in a Catholic church, very um, strict Catholics, and that was that was delving in an esoteric world that um, that wasn't necessarily um, <laughs> felt safe to talk about. I guess I should say. Um, and so, it, it, in addition to that, as a child, we had um, you know my parents worked really hard. To do better for me and work hard for me, and um, and I see that now. Like I look at what my parents did and where they came from, and I'm like, man, they they really up leveled from where they were. Yeah, they and pulled out all the stops. They really they did. They didn't have. <laughs> and when I was a kid, all I could see was like, oh my gosh, I'm living this like totally emotional emotionally tumultuous life experience and you know we never talked about our emotions and i was a sensitive empath mm. and i was just told you're too sensitive stop you know stop doing this stop crying you know buck up little yep. sissy mm-hmm. life is you yes. know stiff upper lip yeah yeah and um what I noticed now as I look back is, you know, my, my parents both were fabulous emotional suppressors, but as it manifested in my father is he became a ticking time bomb who would explode at nothing. Mm. (laughs) So I really never knew what was going to happen, you know, with his emotional experience. And my mom, she was sick all the time.
1: Ah, And, yes. that's the yeah. other thing that stuffed emotions will do to you, <laughs>
2: precisely. And that's uh, that's also what happens to me. So, um, so you know, there was love in my family, but it was it was conditional love, and it was conditional upon. Um, how we were acting, what we were doing. And very, very quickly as a young child, I became a people pleaser. And uh, in order to feel safe and to feel loved, and I worked very hard to become a perfectionist, to do well in school, to do all the best. And I call myself today like a recovering Type A <laughs> perfectionist. Um, that is one of the you know. things we share in common. <laughs> we're yes, covering perfectionists. <laughs> and you know, putting everyone else first, and um, make it to, to make sure that I was that I was okay, right? That my parents were okay, everything was okay. My friends, you know, liked me because I was doing what they said, and and so over time, um, you know, I spent a lot of time this morning, sort of meditating on. On this whole journey, and um, I just became a master at suppressing Mm. everything. All of this, you know, I was always feeling the feelings of others, I was always feeling all of these external things. And so, as a young child, I just held it in and did a lot of chores and made sure I was really happy and really. Bubbly and made everybody just think I was amazing, and that happy face that I learned how to put on became my persona and it wasn't necessarily me; mm-hmm. I was an extrovert, and I you know I figured out a way to make make everyone like me and and just whew, that's who I became. I became that's what I was. a lot of work <laughs> that's a lot of work, a lot of pressure <laughs> and um and in, you know, in high school, I studied really hard so I could get really good grades and go to the best college. And I also then really secretly um, had curiosity about the esoteric of healing and the spiritual realm and whatnot. And I hid I that. I kept that to myself. And, um, and in college, I partied. That's what I did. I learned how fun it was. I traveled the world. I partied and, um, I was very quickly talked out of, um, going into becoming a natural, a naturopath, which is what I really wanted to do. So I got stuck on the allopathic medical doctor path mm. and pre-med and it was like, I was just always working to be, um, doing something for someone else. And, um, um, Then I changed all of that. I didn't like that. I got my master's in business. I started working my way up the corporate ladder. And like I said, I was an adventurer and I just thought I was living the best life. We have so much in common. (laughs) (laughs) That's the overview. And, um, and I met a scientist and he was also a wonderful master of emotional suppression and, you know, a non-believer of the spiritual realm unless it was proven by science. And we got married and I'm still married to him. He's my wonderful husband and has been learning and growing with me. And all of that was great and fine until I had my baby. And I knew before I got pregnant my entire life, I couldn't wait to have children that I just knew I was going to be able to like be the one of the perfect moms out there, like top ten percent, right? Because this is yeah, like yeah. world's greatest I, mom. I was gonna be the world's greatest mom. I was gonna know all the things not to do so that I didn't make my child felt like feel like I did, which was pretty much just an emotional chaos all the time. And um, and then I held my daughter for the first time, and like that wave of love and vulnerability that I. Didn't even know it was possible came through me, and I just remember thinking, "Oh shit, this is a lot of feeling. Like I, I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to remember all this." And it was just like I, I've never, I had never loved anything so much in my life. And I started thinking two things for like the next two years. And I, I remember that it would just switch on and off, like whether it was hourly or daily or whatever. And the two things that I thought. Was this one? I would look at her and I'd be like, "Okay, I totally know what I'm doing. I'm going to nail this. I'm going to be like the best mom ever. I know exactly what not to do. I got this." And then the next, <laughs> I, thought, I love how you keep saying what not to
1: do, what not to do. I did not know
2: what to do. I only knew what not to do, or I thought I did. <laughs> and um, and then the next thought I had would, was, I would look at her and I would. Be filled with fear and think, oh, my God, you're, you're literally not good enough to do this. You yeah. are so broken. How are you ever going to be better for this little girl?
1: Yeah.
2: And um, it was a lot, like a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. And,
1: yeah, and a lot of emotional extreme.
2: Oh, well, yeah, but that was, and that was my life. I just, and I didn't know what to do with that. So it's, you know, funny that you said what you said earlier is that about two, all of the suppression came crashing down. And I got very, very sick, like in bed for almost two years. Um, And I couldn't take care of my daughter very well. I was um, diagnosed with three autoimmune illnesses and put on nine different medications. Oh, wow. And, um, was very, very unhappy, and I didn't know what to do. And I remember during that time, you know, my daughter started to act out too, um, and I remember spanking her the first time.
1: Oh, one of these things you said you would never do.
2: One of these things I said I would never do. And that was it. It was like, oh, God, I'm doing it. I'm just repeating the patterns, and it was – it was this thought of I'm so out of control. I'm out of control of my body. I'm out of control of my child. And then it was like, oh, one of the things I really didn't like about my experience with my own mother was how she controlled everything. Like, wow, <laughs> you're, you're actually doing exactly what you said you would never do. And I, these, these night terrors started – I called them night terrors, but they were really just very strong messages. I would wake up in a sweat. I would wake up in a panic. And, um, and I, you know, it was just like, I knew I woke up one day and I knew that this was the crossroads that I had to make different choices. I had to figure out something different And I just, I prayed. (laughs) It was probably the first time I had prayed since I was a kid. And I just asked, you know, just show me what to do. Show me what to do. Show me what to do. And two really important things happened. One, I just, I quit my job and um, decided to stay home. And I started studying holistic nutrition. I became a holistic nutritionist. I started studying um, holistic body work and different healing modalities to self-heal. This was all for myself. Mm-hmm. And when I would learn it for myself, I made sure I got certified in it too because I knew my guidance was that this is what you're going to use to help others someday. Yes. You're, you're going to need this eventually. So <laughs> I couldn't have like pinpointed that at the time. It was just this... This knowing, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and I recognized the knowing and the intuition because I had that so strongly as a child. So it so wasn't foreign to me. Can, can I pause
1: you for a moment? Oh, and I want course. to kind of dig into your experience there of the knowing. How does that show up for you and how is that different <sighs> from the head thoughts?
2: Hmm. Then or now? Because it's very different. <laughs> Let's start with then. Then. Okay. So stomach aches mm-hmm. were a huge thing for me. Um, it was always very physical. So if I started experiencing something that where I was pushing or in my head, I, was, I would get physical tightness. Mm-hmm. And I would get a burning in my stomach. If I got and then in some information or i started thinking about something it was it was um, an opening in my stomach or my chest it was like i would get pain free it ah. was um, it was a knowing that i couldn't put my finger on verbally i could i just started noticing it in my physical body
1: That's so yeah. and so what does it look like now now that you've you know what's going on more and you can recognize you're talking to
2: your higher self, right? <laughs> Getting messages very much of the same thing, only um, I get the the physical part of it is I get goosebumps, right? So if something is just really clear, I'll instantly get goosebumps. Um, I see you know see colors and I get just a lot more verbal because my gifts have opened up um, over the years. So that the clarity is just—it's pristine—and I create the space for me, for myself, to to receive messages. And I don't distrust them anymore. Like, if something comes to me, that's it. I know that that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, exactly. And I don't don't even try. I don't even try and think about it anymore because I'm like, ah, that just gives me a headache. And (laughs) And, <laughs> and a stomachache. <laughs> and a st- and that is the truth. Um, I'll share, I'll, I'll go circle back well, to where I was, but yesterday, do we have to pause?
1: Yeah, we're going to go take a really quick commercial break, but then I want to hear more about your story yes. from
2: yesterday. Yes. Okay. So you
1: can always continue the conversation with Kristen and I over on Facebook. You can reach me at Zofia Renea, the Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A, or you can reach Kristen at let's go to page. raising
2: happy Kristen Watts. That's my that's my business page.
1: Beautiful. So you can always hook up with us on Facebook, and we'll talk to you again when we come right back from the break.
3: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel
2: on the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's Not Just Talk Radio, hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero, inspiring,
3: problem-solving, and informing, packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
1: Welcome back! Thank you for hanging in through the break with us. I'm talking here today with Kristen Watts, and she is telling was telling us a little bit about how she tells her head thoughts from her insight. And you were going to share a story from yesterday.
2: Yeah. So because I was I was talking about sort of the evolution, and yesterday was a was a big emotional process for me um, because I had noticed that. This past week, there's four things that happened that were really unusual, and they all involved physical pain. And I did my own stuff. I was pushing through because I've got all these things on my plate. <laughs> yes, you're juggling and a lot right now. <laughs> yesterday, I thought, well, duh. <laughs> I can barely walk. I've got ankle hurt. I've got a sore back, and I've got a neck ache, and I've got a headache And because I had been in a car accident. I was like, oh, it was the car accident. And then I thought, why did I get in a car accident Uh and why did I lose my keys and wait, why? And so I started getting really curious. Mm -hmm. And so sure enough, again, it was the physical pain manifesting because I hadn't been listening. And I spent the day, I canceled, I cleared my schedule. I spent the day listening to myself, processing my emotions, allowing them to arise. And today I'm pain free. Yay! So, <laughs> so back in the day, um, when I was just learning how to do this, that was it was just such a milder version of that. When I was started to get messages about which direction I should go, or what I should study, or um, should I take this job, or whatever, it was that kind of contraction um, that I. It was just so little, and it was you know like. Oh, is that it? Is that not it? And it was just, it's just like building a muscle, right? You have to just trust and try and feel. And, um, you know, the fastest way to doing that is to sit with yourself and feel every single sensation in your body and every emotion. So, and
1: observe. It's almost like (laughs) you have to be the observer and the observed at the same time.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anyway, that's um, that's my my story. I became, I started to become a healer. I started healing my physical body, and the messages that came through was, okay, this is great. What about what are you going to do about this parenting thing? You thought you knew. Yeah, what you were doing. I, I was like, going to
1: say. So know, how how did you know, hone in
2: on the the calling? <laughs> <sighs> a message in my dream shot me straight up out of bed. I had found and. Uh, seen a woman on Facebook who started talking about peaceful parenting. Her name was Jolette Jai with the Jai Institute of Parenting. And she had piqued my curiosity. I didn't listen at the time. But I got up (laughs) at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I knew her name came through. I went. I looked her up on Facebook. I sent her a message. And I said, I don't care what it costs. I don't care what it takes. I need to work with you personally it's an emergency. And what and did she say? She was like, all right, great. We start tomorrow. <laughs> <Fabulous>. <laughs> and it was a huge investment something I didn't think I could take on. Um, but I did it anyway. And it was like the first time I've ever invested in myself. Didn't care what anybody else said. And what Gillette uh, taught me most in this year long apprenticeship to become a parenting coach, um, I believe is all about connection, connecting with your children versus controlling them. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing I had to learn was you don't work on your child. You need to work on you. That's right. Your child is fine. (laughs) Your child mirrors everything just like I was mirroring what my parents were doing, even though I knew in my head – I wanted to do things differently. I hadn't healed the stuff. I hadn't done the work to try and actually shift those patterns. And it really just started with learning how to feel my emotions and letting them all be okay. Because they are all okay. They are all okay. They're just messengers, they're They're neutral. So, yes. And my child, uh, my first daughter, I have two kids, my daughter, um, she was about six when I completed this, this program. And, um, and I got pregnant with my second and had when she was six. So she was five, actually. Um, my kids are six years apart. And to this day, I can actually see and notice the the difference in my children. Although, um, I've given them, you know, the same, what was different is my, the way that I emotionally led my life from when my daughter was very little and when I was pregnant with her Mm -hmm. versus my son. And you can, you, my daughter's coming around. She's, she's in her teens. So she's a little bit slower. Um, She still retracts back to that, like super nervous, anxious energy that I had when she was in utero. Mm -hmm. That's a default for her. Whereas my son is like, listen up, mom, I'm sensitive, I'm an empath, and this is too much for me, I need a break. And I'm like, (laughs) all "All right, right. (laughs) let's dig it. (laughs) Let's get you right, and then we'll come back at it. (laughs) That's right. So all of this is what has driven me um, to be where I am today, which is... An emotional healer and a motherhood mentor and and a spiritual teacher in just self love and forgiveness and slowing down and and knowing that emotional healing or emotional, yeah, emotional healing is a process. There's no end to it. Yes, yes. This is our lifelong
1: journey. We call it healing, but the truth of the matter is it's an evolution.
2: It's an evolution. There yeah. was no end. That was, you know, I have a whole other story that I wrote a blog on yesterday about I I didn't want to step into my calling as a healer because I wasn't healed yet. And I kept, <laughs> like, I, I kept thinking that, like, there was to be this end. And then, yes, I've um, got to be done. And then I, I was done healing, I, you know, and so I think, you know, it's funny as I, I look and, oh, man, I'm. I still have so many layers that I will continue and we all do. And this is what my goal is with raising happy. It's, um, it's a culmination of, you know, the things that I have learned and studied that have science behind them and also all of my experiences and then my gifts as an intuitive and um, the messages that come through that I get to share with other mothers who also feel like they aren't enough or yeah. they're racked with guilt and shame because they're not able to, to live up to this super... Fast-paced rat race that oh we've created God. for ourselves. Yeah, the yes.
1: standards that we put out there. It's like, yeah, you, you have to bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan, and never ever let him forget he's a man. If you're going to bring him back to my youth, right? <laughs>
2: it's like, really. Come on, let's get real. Yeah, it's it is interesting that this this little evolution, and I just see I watch our children and. I watch the kids, you know, I can look at my second grade class where my son just, this is the first year that we're actually in traditional school. And it's interesting because they put a lot of pressure on themselves and I'm starting to see because we live a a slow paced life so that we can feel and we can notice and we can connect, um, it's really a lot harder on my son than I realized it was going to be. And so um, we're struggling with that now. He's actually home today taking um, an emotional break. Yes. He needs an emotional wellness day. And um, my husband used to get really upset by that and say, that he must go to school. Of course, he's got you know his PhD and whatever. And I said, no, he, he, he's, gonna, he's, he's gonna feeling emotionally. Emotional health, right? He needs, muscle. yeah, emotional yeah. health day. <laughs> and today he was like, "I agree, he needs one." I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> so, um, and we all do. We do as mamas too. It's just gosh, there's so much to keep up with. You know, you got to look a certain way. You've got – now we have to, like, make a certain amount of money to feel successful. Our kids have to get good grades. They have to learn languages. They have to be in sports. I mean, it's like – And you have
1: to look good on Instagram doing all of that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You've (laughs) got to make sure that your life looks fantastic. Um, So, with, you know, yeah, with great pictures to boot. So, these wise mother circles that I have created are – Really, just a space of grace for all mamas, um, always mamas who get it, who are awakening that, to this need for a paradigm shift, mm-hmm. that we don't need to control our kids, we need to connect with them. Their emotional well-being is more important than anything, as is ours, and that the only thing that will ever truly heal us is coming back to unconditional self-love compassion, forgiveness, and repair in these mistakes that we make or we think that we're making. and um, <laughs> It's not always as wrong as we think it is. <laughs> no. It's, it's, like, it's what we're here to journey through and to learn. And, you know, I, I look at a lot of other parenting groups or books and it's like how to solve the challenge. Here's what you do to fix it. And I think, well, hmm. Those people must not know that actually that which you focus on expands. Exactly. So the more you focus on the challenges and the problems, that's what's going to expand and get bigger. And so one day I had um, a very clear message to start the Wise Mother Circles with a completely different focus, a real simple focus in that when we gather together as mothers to to shine the light and to focus on what we're doing really well. And, you know, what went well this week? What did you do where you were just like, yes, nailed it. And it felt really good in your body, you know? Like you feel that in your body when you do something really well. And if we shine the light on that and we talk about that and we share that part with others, that is what expands. And it gets easier and easier and easier to reproduce. And sure, it doesn't mean you don't talk about the challenges. It just doesn't have to be the, the focus. central issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So that's the beauty of these gatherings, these online virtual gatherings that I have twice a month. I have several several different groups. There's only ten women in each group. I did a pilot program last year. It was um, it wasn't only wonderful for the mothers that joined, but it was like so amazing for me because oh, okay. in there. I'm not a guru. I'm one of the parents going through just holding space and and being the channel for the information that that needs to come come through to all of us mamas who are – so freaking hard on ourselves all the time. Oh,
1: God. I mean, you're raised to be hard on yourself, right? I mean, look at what happens in society around motherhood. There's these huge expectations of the time and attention you're going to give your kids and how your kids are going to excel and the programs that you have them in. And are they in the right school? And uh, just huge, huge, huge pressure, and then oh. you need to be a milf on top of it, right, right <laughs> go get your mommy makeover yes, and, yeah right. no. yeah <laughs> it's um
2: it's all just it's all just too much, and yeah. um yeah, I had my first ulcer when I was in second grade, oh, and why? Because I was so hard on myself trying in this early pursuit of perfection to please others. Yeah. And I don't know, I've made it, I've, I've learned that it is my, it is my sole purpose to be a change maker, to be a, a, a pathfinder in yeah. this world to help women raise children who do not have to recover from their childhoods. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So a beautiful idea? If our, if our children now and future generations of our children could stop spending so much time having to recover from their childhood they can actually focus more on their gifts and what they're here to do to make their big impact in the world because we all have gifts we're all here on a mission and um and so yeah, yeah let's give the kids a real head start <laughs> yeah i can't work on the kids because there's nothing actually to fix with those guys. Yeah, exactly. We, on the mamas. <laughs> uh, we, can, we can help mamas step out of the way. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and heal our, heal and our mother herself. wound. Yeah. yeah, I call it healing the mother wound and, um, and just changing this whole paradigm that we don't have to do more. We can slow down, we can do less and have more time. Um, and it's my belief that you actually expand time when you slow down. It's such a counterintuitive thought, it's isn't so it? It's so counterintuitive, yeah. It's one of the programs I'm working on right now. It's like a super short little program that I just want to get out there to every single person I see rushing around, yelling at their kids, grabbing their arms, come on, let's go! I'm like, oh, ah! I, do, I do it too. I'm not yeah, perfect yeah. at it. But, um, but, yeah, actually the total counterintuitiveness of that is to slow down, connect, and know that we have all the time that we need to get What's important. We just have to decide yes. the prioritization of what all that is.
1: Exactly. I have a mantra that I repeat to myself when I'm headed into that, you know, go, let's get a move on mode. Yeah. And it's, there's always enough time. There's always exactly enough time. Yeah, that's my mantra. Always too. enough time.
2: And when there isn't that, thing wasn't meant to be done in that moment. And that's um, fine too. A yeah. lot of
1: the stuff that we yes. kill ourselves trying to put out there, nobody would ever know it was missing if
2: we didn't. For do. real. That is so true. I mean, all the things, I do this often before I go on a trip, and I'm leaving to go on a trip tomorrow. Usually I would have been packed by last night and today I was like huh is anyone gonna know if I pack the morning of um, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I'll take less and you know it's just like oh you just have to let go you have to just let go of stuff and slow down the house maybe won't be as picked up as I'd like it to be over the weekend and that's going to be okay too
1: that's right it will hurt no one yeah (laughs) so we're going to go for a really quick commercial break but when we come back i want to talk to you about wabi sabi
2: Oh yes, I didn't mention I didn't mention that yet. But yes. I'd love to talk about that. Perfect.
1: So before we go to break, you no, know, you can always connect with Kristen and I. We are also on Instagram. You can reach me at Sophia Renea, Z O F I A R E N N E A, or you can reach Kristen at Kristen Watts underscore Raising Happy. That's K R I S T E N W A T T S underscore Raising Happy. And we will catch you on the flip side. So stay with us.
3: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week.
0: Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
2: Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top.
1: And we're back from the break. Thank you so much for staying with us. We're here talking to Kristen Watts, uh, the originator of Wise Mother Circles and Raising Happy. And before we left, you promised to tell us what wabi-sabi is. It sounds like it should be yummy.
2: (laughs) Uh, I I was talking to you about the wabi-sabi of motherhood, which is a philosophy I talk about a lot with with my clients and other mamas and wabi-sabi is actually a, it's a Japanese philosophy of finding beauty in in imperfection. And originally it's, it's more of a um, from a design perspective or noticing something in nature. So since if you look at wabi-sabi art or pottery, you'll see a broken pot that maybe was put back together, but with um, with gold leaving, and um, you can it becomes beautiful even though it's broken because it's got this gold intertwined. So that's like a wabi sabi example of pottery. Um, trees. If you go look at a tree, and you'll notice that. Within a tree, no matter how big and beautiful and grand it is, you're always going to find dead leaves and knots in the wood and like imperfections all over. And that is what makes it beautiful. So that is wabi-sabi from the eyes of Japanese philosophy. So wabi-sabi in motherhood is... Wabi-sabi in motherhood is finding the imperfections, whether it be in your physical body that Is the masterpiece of who you are as a woman and as a mother. If your body has changed after having children, finding the beauty in the wrinkles as you age, showing the wisdom, Mm -hmm. Uh, finding the imperfections that you show your children of who you are as a human, the mistakes that you make and how you repair them. The beauty is in that repair. Yeah. The beauty is in, um, Is in the teaching of our children that mistakes, imperfections—that's what life is. That's what's beautiful. That's what.
1: And let's not call them mistakes and imperfections. They're eccentricities and weaknesses.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's our. Yeah, I mean, I I use those words just to get the point across. But certainly in my language, um, I I refer to it as you know perceived mistakes Mm -hmm. and it's really just humanness and it is um, an act that we do in as a result of our experiences or what's going on inside of us emotionally and we choose all of these things and we get to also choose how how we respond to that as well so that is um, that's something i talk about a lot and it's real it's really a mindset change it's um I have a whole program just for um, self body positivity and body love, where you spend time actually redefining what beauty is for yourself in these parts of your body that you dislike now, or you're trying to shift or change or cover or whatever it is, because the media is telling us that we need to have flat tummies and we need to have you know perky skin and, and perky breasts and you know tan skin and all of these things that we think is is right and well and beautiful exactly the bar the barbie proportions So (laughs) So unattainable yeah it's so unattainable and so um so anyway that's what that's what i refer to as the wabi-sabi of motherhood and we do a lot of that work in um in my one-on-one programs and in even in our wise mother circles we focus on that as well a lot that's beautiful.
1: I know you have some ambitious goals for the coming year around Raising Happy and your wise mother circles. Would you like to tell us what you're passionate about right now?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm growing um am passionate about all of it. <laughs> um, I'm actually and it launching, comes through. I know. I'm launching Raising Happy as a whole new um, it's a whole new thing. Before, uh, a couple of years ago, Raising Happy was just, it was a parenting program. And it came out like Raising Happy was raising happy children. Mm-hmm. But the evolution of raising happy is really more about raising your inner spectrum of happy and what it means for you. And it doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time, that's for sure. And <laughs> you've tried that. <laughs> yeah, I tried that. It doesn't work. It's not real. And um, I, you know, I've studied and become a master facilitator of an awakening process called Breath of Love that has really helped me to connect with with my emotional self and the welcoming of all emotions and on un- the understanding that you cannot feel and experience the depth of happiness and bliss until you also welcome and feel and experience the depth of the, all the other emotions that are on the opposite side. So grief and sadness and anger and all of these things that we think we need to hide or push away fear. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my big thing that I had to release yesterday was fear. Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to walk. I tried to go around it and pretend it wasn't there.
1: <laughs> the and, elephant uh, in the middle of the room. Yeah, it,
2: wasn't, <laughs> it just didn't work. And what did it do? It manifested itself in my body. And like you said earlier in disease and, um, so anyway, Raising Happy is now going to become a hub. It's a, a platform of programs that I myself have designed and all of the other incredible transformational leaders that I have been working with over the past 12 years um, are will be offering their programs as well. And they're all extraordinarily affordable because I know as mothers, we put ourselves last. We want to save mm-hmm. for you know, making sure our kids have the clothes that they need and cars and college and all of these things we have to pay for. So we don't want to spend money on ourselves. So rather than making things cost a lot of money, I just want to reach the masses and make them like the cost of a dinner or something along those lines. So, um, so that's going to be raising happy. It's, it's a hub and there's, just, there's going to be stuff in there for everything you can imagine from business to sensuality, to relationships, to parenting, to self-love, to body positivity. So it's just the spectrum of what we go through and struggle with.
1: Yeah. As well. where, wherever you feel like you're broken, there's something for you.
2: Yeah. Or, or, want, to, or want to learn more about or just, or, you know, just money, feel- manifesting all of these all of these things self care like what the hell is self care because let me tell you it is not pedicures it is not massages and it's not girls night out that is not what self-care really means <laughs> well you can have
1: some of that stuff too but oh, that's that not the core
2: but yeah. that is not the core that is not um it's not really what's going to change things so that is raising happy and within raising happy are wise mother circles and this is the gathering the circle the facilitatorship um of mothers where we gather twice a month the first and second week of each month and um I'm hoping that by 2020 I will actually have a facilitator certification Ooh. set up so that um, so that mothers can hold these groups all over the world and have a little ed- extra added income as well um, while doing it. And the Wise Mother Circles are super affordable. And if you want to learn more or get on the waiting list of – uh, a circle. We've got some openings. I've just opened three more circles. So there's, there's space for more. And that's
1: beautiful. And so yeah. if they want to get in touch with you, you can send an email to ask at And we will hook you up with Kristen and get you into a wise mother circle of your very own. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or get you set up with any, or uh, whatever brewers. else. We're, yes. We're brewing over here. And, yeah. um, so yeah, that's what you know, I do take I do still take one-on-one clients and um, I work with people, you know, in, in in reparenting, creating a parenting playbook. What does that look like with your husband and you coming together? I work with people that aren't even pregnant yet to what oh, to have. And that's such, such a
1: beautiful stage to start at, it right? It is
2: <laughs> the best. I love it. It's like, oh my gosh. Yes, do this work now, please. (laughs) Yes. And it's
1: funny. There are some babies that kind of force their mothers into that position. I'm working with a couple of women right now that there are aspects of their pregnancy where it became very clear that they need to go do this spiritual work with me now before the child arrives. Yes. Like, oh, this is so cool. Yes, let's get this out of the way. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I get so excited. I'm like, what you 're not a parent yet, even better <laughs> join my parenting program let 's let 's heal that stuff let 's get that out of the way and um, it 's so good so good
1: that 's beautiful and yeah. I believe you brought a gift with you today for our listeners. What is the gift uh, that you brought with you
2: yeah. well there 's actually there 's actually two gifts one is um, i think i well i guess i haven 't spoken about it too much but the breath of love process is really simple. It's um, it's using your breath as life force, and a lot of people just you know think your breath they, we take it for granted. Yeah, it's just that thing I unconsciously that keeps do keeps you alive or <laughs> helps you. You know, when you're working out or getting through a yoga pose, but there's also this very natural breath that we take that's like that's a sigh. It's also the first breath that we take when we arrive in this plane and the last breath that we take when we leave. And it is that breath, that very natural breath with a deep inhale and a complete, that's mm. like relaxed, like let it go, no control, exhale, that is has the capacity to recalibrate our nervous system. It helps us to to just pause and get centered and um and so the first gift i offer is a five minute follow along breathing session like it's got some music and you follow the breath that's it you can download it on your phone you can do this while you're sitting in the car waiting to pick up your kids at your lunchtime um i do it the first thing when i wake up in the morning that's one of my one of my things i do um and that's, if that's
1: it, five minutes, that's uber portable too. You can squish that in wherever you need it,
2: <laughs> wherever you need it. Five minutes is like, is really nothing. But when I started this, this process, I couldn't even do one minute. I was like, okay, guys, start working again. I, gotta get back on it. <laughs> I, just, I just, I just was breathing for one full minute. <laughs> and, um, so you might work up to the five minutes if you're feeling a okay, like I used to be. And, um, So it's very simple, but it's really profound. And I call it my um, calm mama activate um, button. Or my, (laughs) it's just like, Oh, and you know, when you're having a challenge or you're heightened when you're working with your kids and your kids are, you know, misbehaving or just totally out of control.
1: Well, and they know how to push your buttons too, Jack. They will find
2: yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably because they need a pause too. Yeah. So I got on the floor and just started breathing that breath. Before I knew it, my two-year-old was mimicking me. And when he has big emotions, he immediately goes to his breath. And he, I didn't even have to teach him that. That was just him mirroring what I do. That's beautiful. It is beautiful.
1: We, we are such profound answers really on our kids. <laughs> we don't even realize it.
2: We are. Yes, we are. And then the second gift is a little deeper. It's a 15-minute um, guided journey into the place where I call my heart space. And this heart space that I refer to is really the place within that, um, where untrue, unconditional love resides. It's okay. So where true, unconditional love resides. I think we got the un-flipped around there. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? True, <laughs> unconditional love resides yeah. in your own self-love. And it's, um, it's a place that I didn't even know existed for many 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 years. It's a place where judgment does not live as long as you're not judging yourself. Mm-hmm. And validation is not necessary. And it's a place where you can come to 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 reset, to forgive yourself, to find compassion. And I use it with my clients. I use it daily. It's also my first morning meditation. And it's nothing super professional. It's just me walking through um Using your breath to get to your heart space, yeah. And I think it's just really important if you can practice that at least once a day, if not more, your body pain will dissipate. Absolutely. And if you can do that
1: even a couple times a week, it'll make Even
2: fun. a couple of times a week, yeah. yeah. It's really profound. And um, and it's super simple. This, this transformational stuff doesn't have to be really hard. The healing doesn't have to be really hard. And... Over time, you can learn to do it yourself. Absolutely. So that's what this start is. It's like, get started. Here's how you can do it yourself. Have, like, have some tools. Have some tools, yeah. That's
1: one thing I, I like to share with my clients. It's like, you know, the healer in this room is not me. You're right. the healer. We're that's just absolutely. getting you
2: dialed into your healer. That's right. Yeah. People get, I say, I've been told that I'm here to heal the healers, and they're like, well, I'm not a healer. I'm like, oh, yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, you, are. <laughs> yeah, you you're are. You're a mother? You're for sure a healer. Like, no question. <laughs> Way more than you ever recognize. And if you're not, you are a healer. You're a self healer. That's what our human bodies do. We heal ourselves all day all long.
1: All the time. Yeah, it doesn't take a doctor to heal something. They, they just provide you with some supports along the way, things for you to yes. do while your body is taking care of the problem <laughs> so you don't make it worse.
2: Yes, that's it. It's self-love, love, unconditional love of yourself makes it possible for you to spread love to our collective, to your children, to your husband, to your partners. It's, it has to start with it. It doesn't come from out here. No, It comes from within. And it wells
1: up from deep inside. And I think that's a wonderful, fabulous note to leave this on. When you are ready to come get Kristen's gifts, you can find those at sovereignself.media. And you'll just click on the little link and add your email address and it will give you these two beautiful meditations for your healing process. And I thank you so much for joining us this week, Kristen. It's been a wonderful wonderful conversation
2: yeah thank you for having me i really appreciate it
1: and to all the listeners out there have an amazing week we'll see you back next week and until then live soul first
2: bye